Hello and welcome to the Remarkable Lives podcast. Over the course of this series, I'll be interviewing some of the most extraordinary people alive today and finding out what makes them tick. So who's my guest this week? Sylvester Lemazurier is the conductor of the London Philharmonic Festival Symphony Channel 5 Orchestra. He's widely recognised as the future of classical music. Sylvester, welcome to the show. Very nice to be here. Very warm. Okay, well, thanks for being here. Pleasure. Sylvester, what first attracted you to classical music? I was first drawn to classical music, as were so many of my uh, generation, mm. uh, by um, Her Royal Highness Princess Margaret. Okay. She released a series of records in collaboration with Benson and Hedges back in 1964. They were called the, you know, the, the Margaret and Hedges Collection. Okay, I think I've heard of this. Yes, and they had a lovely golden spiral yeah. cover. And my father um, was able to procure a large number of these down the dogs one afternoon. And he came home and said, look, look at all this, Sylvester, look at this rubbish. And I was given it, and I cracked it all open, and it was amazing, you know, because mm. he was a bit of a bit of Schubert and, and Princess Margaret. She would give a little introduction. She'd, you know, she'd mm. say, this is Schubert. And I thought that was wonderful. Were your classmates mock you for listening to this music rather than, you know, what at the time? The they music? they looked upon me as a sort of mage. A mage as in like a major or? No, as in the magi visiting the, the Christ child in the manger. Um, a wizard. Right. Uh, some sort of, uh, I suppose in, in medieval times, alchemist or um, doctor of physic. And they thought that I had access to secrets that they couldn't dream of, you know, and they were going around listening to the the kinks who were talking about, you know, wearing shorts and, um, you know, isn't it a nice day, this mm. sort of thing. And they looked at Sylvester and they thought, Sylvester, he knows something. Because I would go down the corridor whistling mm. at the top of my lungs stuff that they couldn't understand. And this gave me a lot of, um, I think, prestige. Yeah. Was they it? wouldn't come near me because they were so in awe of me, you see. Was it a happy childhood? No. Did you have many friends? No, I didn't. Oh, well, friends. Yeah. Friends. Friends. Yeah, what do you... Okay. Um, okay. Do you have friends? I have a couple of friends. Oh, well, bully for you. What do you think makes a good conductor? I think the best conductors are always been able to tap into something of their time. Mm. Um, for, ex for example, I was back in, uh, back in 1974, um, and Wilson had just got in again, and he was making a terrible mess of everything. And I conducted, one of the first things I conducted, I conducted a performance of Shostakovich's Sixth Symphony at the Royal Festival Hall. Right. And I did it very fast. Mm. And Wilson, I think, he, everyone knew what I was saying. Right? Yeah, of course. And Wilson, you know, was gone not two years later. Did he ever get in touch with you directly? No, I did see in the paper a picture of him and, and he looked sweaty and, mm. and nervous. And mm. I thought that Shostakovich has really put the wind up this this northern oik. 
Are you sometimes scared of the sort of political power your music can wield? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yes. Um, more in the wrong than, hands. In the wrong hands. You know, if you're in the wrong hands, um, a bit of Bruckner can cause a riot. And whenever I take to the rostrum, I'm aware, deeply aware, mm. of the power I'm about to unleash upon uh, the people in the orchestra and upon the nation. Mm. Um, because obviously you, you have given concerts in the parts that have ended in a riot. Yes. I mean, do you have any regrets about that? Is there anything you um, do differently this time? They were very nice riots. Yeah, they weren't they weren't football hooligan riots, but no, there were still were... chairs thrown. Yes, not at me, though. No. Okay. What would be your least favourite instrument? In the uh, unquestionably the voice. A lot of people, um, it's, it's a controversial issue as to whether or not the, the human voice is an instrument. I say, absolutely it is, and it's a terrible one. What do you well, specifically have against Well, uh, look, a lot of people, um, they like opera and singing and all this sort of mm. thing, but inevitably what, what people say when they are singing is, is always, you know, oh, I've lost my shorts or something. You know, mm. it's never, you, you always think that that would be far more. It's never as interesting as it would be if... If it was done on a tuba, yeah, of course. Um, and you are left to imagine what is being mm. said. For example, say, say something now. You, uh, I've lost my shorts. You've lost your shorts. You think no one's interested in that? Um, and for years, people have been thinking they can get away with setting that to music and and being mm. called, you know, a great genius. It's rubbish. But a lot of your performances have been seen as controversial where you've given the vocal parts to a tuba. And so you've had like a tuba playing the lead. Well, yes, when I conducted uh, Tristan Isolde at uh, the Royal Opera House in 1983, all of the soloists walked around the stage carrying tubas and playing you know, playing their vocal parts on the tuba. Mm. But can an audience ever connect to the lyrics the much, same when a bassoon is playing it much rather than more the... much more mm. you know what what let's do an experiment okay so okay. um oh my love has lost me mm-hmm. yeah which was more affecting obviously the second that you don't even need to answer can i answer yes I kind of felt the first more sort of deeply. Oh, all right then. I'll uh, you, I'll I'll give you a recording of the of the okay. of the tuba Tristan, and you can um, yeah. make your own assumption. Magnificent sight, especially in the choruses. They're all walking around the stage. If you could conduct one composer's work for sort of the rest of your life, the rest of your career, who do you mm. think it would be, and and why? Oh well. So many great ones. Hmm. Uh, mine, mine is because you because you have I've written music. You have written music. <laughs> certainly have. <laughs> but um, the... I I mean I'm so, you know I I think my music is very interesting. It has your music has been met with some derision though, uh, where you you obviously from you know yahoos. Yeah, but you're widely respected as a conductor, but mm. sort of widely hated as a composer. Wow. Like, what? How wide is how wide is is wide? You know, how, sort how, of universally hated. I'd I'd say. How 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 big is the universe? We don't know. My music is 
absolutely extraordinary. Um, and you, when I've written it, I look look at the page and I go, "Oh my, oh my giddy aunt, what's happened?" Mm. Um, it's like something's moving through me. For example, um, in 1993, I premiered um, my third symphony, and that symphony is the piece of music of the last 50 years that has the most notes in it. Mm. It's, it's, about 40, yeah. it's 45 minutes long. For every second of that piece, there are around 15 notes. Amazing. Is yeah. Is that a good thing? Oh. Discuss. Is that just that's well, open to discussion? Well, that's a very, you see, I mean, not really. Um, I don't engage when you say, is it good or is it bad? Okay. That's not the kind of level that, that you are working on when you're at my, mm. at my level. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> But you know, um, a lot of uh, people rattle again. Absolute buffoon. He would go, "Oh, Bach's great. Mm. Bach is shit." Yeah, and that's not my opinion. No. Well, it is, I mean, it is my opinion on on him, mm. but it's not an opinion. It's a fact. Could an orchestra survive without a conductor? No. What What do you bring then? What's what makes you so personality, Paul? Yeah, because all these drongos sitting in their chairs playing the oboe—no one cares about them. They've all got you know sort of big square glasses, or you know sort of the women wearing trousers and that sort of thing. Mm. They want a man up front. They want they want a um, what's his name, Johnny Rotten, mm. up there to to look at and inspire the figurehead. them. The yeah. figure, yeah, the figurehead, of course. Face of the orchestra. Face of the orchestra. Someone who's you know you can't put an orchestra on the front cover of a CD wouldn't work. No. You can put me on the front cover, mm. you know, um, you know, do flicking the Vs or, or wearing mm. a crown or what have you, and then all of a sudden it tells a story. Mm. Uh, also, I, I mentioned the thing about going slightly faster, didn't I? Yep, yep. a number of occasions. You're the first conductor ever to be sponsored by companies. Obviously, you, you now perform with a Halfords logo on your mm-hmm. back facing the audience and mm-hmm. you you put like maybe a can of Dr Pepper on your conducting stand mm. how do you feel you know about the accusations you've sold out or you're doing it for the money now and not for the love of music <sighs> did Haydn sell out when he worked for Prince Esterhazy all those years sorry is that a genuine question or no no it's, it's, a, it's a rhetorical question okay um, the, the great artists have always had um, patrons yeah um, is Halfords a patron? Can you describe? Yes, that? yes. I mean, without Halfords, mm. I couldn't. Or Halfords, mm. I couldn't. I couldn't work. Mm. I couldn't um, fix my car to get to uh, the concert hall. I couldn't um, uh, get a high vis jacket for night times. Mm. You know all these things. So, so Halfords bring art to the people far more than. You know, um, the arts council does. I don't know what they do, but you you <laughs> you make a good living without having to, you know, without having Dunkin' Donuts signs above you when you're performing. You, do you need that? Well, they're only there for a little while. They're kind of they're raised and lowered through the concert. That's a deal that we have. I mean, they, you know, they'd have to pay more if they wanted to be there the whole time. But the and also, it minds the Dunkin', and which people mm. you know, people find quite, oh, sa- quite okay. satisfying. Well, that does make sense. That is quite fun. But, you know, it's distracting for the audience at times. Hmm. 
Again, I'm not sure I agree with the terms of your debate. What do you mean distracted? I mean, people come to the concert hall to have, uh, excuse my French, a fucking great time. And... I don't think that is French. Well, no. Right. Well, they come to have this brilliant uh, time. And um, have you seen, I mean, we're so, we are streets behind. The Americans, they fire these, they have these wonderful machines for T-shirts. They fire a T-shirt into the audience. What, at, what at fun. classical music. Yeah, what fun. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, you're listening to the 1812 overture. Oh, here's a T-shirt. Lovely. I'll take that home and I'll wear it. They're often very good. Fruit of the loom. Obviously, you've had an illustrious career, but what do you mm. think's your proudest moment so far? Oh, um... I think, well, and it, it harks back to my childhood, really, because it was when Princess Margaret died. And they were, she was lying in state in Westminster Abbey. And I uh, was asked to stand and play the violin next to the corpse. Mm. And I I stood there for 24 hours playing the theme from Schindler's List, mm. which I had chosen. I thought it was very appropriate, it was very sad. And very Jewish piece of music. And I felt very proud. And a lot of people had come from all over the, the country. Mm. And they came up to me and they shook my hand. I shoved them away, of course, because I was trying to play the bloody violin. But they, you, you know, came up to me and they tugged the forelock. And they, you know, bowed and scraped. And I thought, this is marvellous. I'm so mm. proud of myself. But obviously this made the news because... You know, the royal family came out after and said no one had asked you to play. I you, was, you claimed a, I was but, asked, but it's not in any. There's no writing. There's no. You were actively tried to move off the premises a yes. number of times. In yes. the end, you you played outside the gates for most of those twenty four hours. The headlines were not favourable. No, um, the royal family were not favourable. No. Um, Margaret loved it. I can tell you that for nothing. You'd do it again tomorrow if you had the opportunity? Well, she's probably quite uh, disintegrated by now, so it wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't be as pleasant for me. I would do it, yes, but it would be less of a thrill and more of a, you know, an olfactory onslaught, I imagine. <laughs> the old girl's probably got a bit of a whiff on her at the moment, but no, um, she'd enjoy it again, I'm sure. Yeah. What does the future hold for Sylvester? Well, I'm very glad you asked that question because, uh, well, go back to your constituencies and prepare for government. Um, I, I will be standing as a, a candidate in really? the 2015 general election. Oh my goodness. Pleased to, you pleased were announcing to announce. it here. I, uh, yes. Um, the, the, the road to Washington be begins here. <laughs> What's your constituency? Where are you? London. London. I'll be standing in London. Okay. For the MP for, for London. For which party? Uh, I'll be an independent. Just um, you on your own? Um, yes. Um, I, I've um, been thinking of various names for the, the, the party I could, um, I could stand for. The good, the good music party would be one. Yeah. Um, the, the great music party would be another. Okay. There's, yeah, I, there's a trend there, isn't there? I can see where you're going with the mm -hmm. the names. Any other ideas for names? 
Fabo. Right. Music. Oh yes, absolutely. Yes, Fabo music party. Yeah. And what what will be your main sort of more music points? You're, just more music, more yes. good music, more good music, and less of this nonsense that you know that's going on. Mm. But you you have tried to. I mean, I presume when you're saying nonsense, you're talking about sort of po- music po- of the politics youth and ever, yeah, and the music of the youth. Uh, oh yeah, and so. Uh, mm. But you have tried. Well, we well to... don't deride the young. No. Deride the people who spoon feed them this garbage, mm. you know. Mm. Um, Robin Thick. Mm. I don't know who that is, but you uh, you have tried to sort of reach out and connect with them. Obviously, releasing your classical hip hop album last year, yes, uh, which, which sold you know a tremendous amount of copies. Thank you. Well, it's um, it's put a roof on the conservatory. <laughs> um, yeah. Thankfully, it's years without. You must be proud I to am, I turn am your hands. Yes, I, I like am it. proud. But it was more. I was trying to. I was trying to sort of. I mean, it was something of a, of a send up, mm. really, of the of the hip hop. But they didn't get that, did they? They didn't. They thought. Get I the mean, irony. a lot of you know the NME said, oh, you know, it's fusion this and collaboration that. But I was mm. trying to send it up. Yeah. To be frank, I was trying to go look. You know, is yeah. this this a Biggie Smalls fellow? Mm. Um, you know, sort of chuntering away. Mm. Over the top of the, you know, Tchaik- Tchaikovsky Five, and um, I imagined a lot of um, t- teenagers l- listening to the wireless, going, you know, get rid of this uh, biggie fellow. Who's this? Uh, who's this lad having a, t- a talk over this music? Get rid of him. And I thought that that was um, that was what uh, mm. would would happen for Kanye West to come forward and say it's it's the album Kanye West wishes Kanye West had made. Do you mean one of the biggest? Hip hop producers is, is in he? the country. Kanye, not our country. Kanye took me to a very nice lunch hmm. um, at a at a pret in um, Covent Garden, and he sat me down. He said, "Look, Sylvester, you don't know who I am. I don't know who you are, but let's make something happen." Hmm. And and as I tucked into the old uh, Swedish ragu, I I thought, "Yeah, let's let's give it a try." And so in the in you know, it's tremendous. We were there in Maidavale Studios. I've got the um I've got the old LPFS CFO there playing away. Mm. Um and it's uh you know, I, I did a bit of a bit of Parsifal, so it's you know And you know, Kanye's there going, um lost my jumper going round the town, uh looking for Something to put down. You know, doesn't like animals, and I—I was—I mean, it brought a smile to my face. But I—I'd mm. never imagined that it would sell billions of copies. Mm. It didn't it didn't sell billions, but it sold a lot. And were you okay with the level of swearing on the track? Oh yeah, I love to swear while I'm conducting. Mm. We're up there, and we get to a, a you know a passage in you know Marla One, and I'm like fucking play, and um. It really brings it to life, or you know, get to an end of a sort of you know, I'm, I'm especially in piano concertos. Mm. You know, the the pianist comes to the end of a sort of solo passage, and I just like to whisper to him, "Shit!" Um, and it just keeps everyone on their toes yeah. and really brings it to life. But it, I mean, does it affect the concert when you it's strictly over eighteens to your classical music concert? Uh. Paul, it's Paul, yes, yeah. Paul, no one under eighteen 
listens to classical music. What are some of the names of your pieces that you've composed over the years? Obviously, I, I know you like to be quite clever with the titles. Uh, yes. Oh, the humanities. About manatees. And all the money went to... To manatees. Save the manatees. Save the manatees. Poor bunnies. You're just another brick in the in the war. Mm. And that went to people who stutter. Was it the money? The charity? Don't, was it? don't, don't, don't descend to that. All right. Um, wherefore art thou? Slow me, which was again a very slow piece of music, um, based on scenes from Romeo and Juliet. Um, for example, um, you know Tybalt's death, again mm. just very slowly. And you have a greatest hits album coming out, which is yes, the plug. Thank here. you for doing well, the plug for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am. I thought I was wondering how. I was, yes. Uh, I was wondering how I was going to get it in. Greatest Hits album coming out um, of my um, uh, compositions and of my interpretations of other, obviously, you know, the, the other, the other lot, the yep. the, the Bachs and the Brahmses. Um, so we've got um, Centrifuga, which is um, my piece that um, has all the orchestra walking around Hyde Park, and then we also have the Invasion, which is um, I invade the orchestra. So I, the micros, microphones are around the orchestra, and, and you hear me sort of clattering into people as I go around, and you know, sort of like shoving them, like an immersive sort of theatre piece, almost. Yes, well, the orchestra have to, you know, and they they are under instruction to keep playing a B flat, mm. um, despite what I do. Right. And so for twenty minutes, I'm walking around and I'm saying, "Stop playing that fucking B flat!" And but they have to keep playing it. It's a mind game. I'm like Odysseus, um, strapped to the mast, saying. Let me let me go, and they the sailors are and they shouldn't let me go. And it's available for Christmas. This album, it's yes, primarily. Are there any Christmassy songs on there or um, sleigh bell jingling? Sleigh bell jingling. Yes, um, for all the orchestra. It's very fun. Um, they all um, uh, play sleigh bells for, um, for, for 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 about a quarter of an hour. Sorry, are there any just. The whole oh no, it's just, just that. Just and you can, I mean, it's an atmospheric piece. You can, um, yeah, you know, sort of have it in the house. Imagine that Santa's coming, coming round to play. Fifteen minutes. Yep. And do you do you think you'll ever settle down? Will you ever look for the the, the wife and does, the, well, does the log glass, fire? Well, and... Does a glacier settle down? It, it, it uh, continues to, to very grind slowly. away at the earth, doesn't it? And that's what I'm doing, I think. I'm yeah. Like, you know, slowly. When I've melted away, mm. as we all must, as Margaret did, um, I will have left a very deep valley, mm. I think. And you know, people can make of that valley what they will. They can build little chalets in it, or they can say, no, it's, it's a dead area, let's not go there. But um, the valley will remain. Sylvester, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's Great, been, uh, I shall be iTunesing it. Uh, you do that tomorrow. Fantastic. It won't be up tomorrow, but uh, well, you've missed your you'll have missed your window. Okay, well, it'll be up soon enough. I'll 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 edit this and right. I mean, you've cut the ground away from under me there. And yeah, made me look a bit foolish.
I was trying to help you out, mate. No, but it's, I will... Uh, I'll iTunes it. Well, when when will it be out? We'll sit in about probably a week. I'll iTunes it in a week. Fantastic. I hope you enjoy it and listening to yourself back. Always. Great. Sylvester... Well, yeah, but... Sylvester... Uh, sorry, do, I, do you want me to leave the, the room? No, you can stay here. I'm just going to press stop on the tape now. Sylvester the Missouri. Can I just say? Sylvester the Missouri. Yes. Thank you for coming on the show. Bye.